Hello and welcome to the Cover Fork Podcast with your host, me, Adam Seppin. And today we're going to be talking about four different topics through four different sports. The first thing I want to start with is the NBA power rankings. So here we go. For the first time in a long time, the Utah Jazz are sitting at the number one spot in the NBA. Um, the Utah Jazz is not a team that we've seen at the top very often. Um, I don't know if this is because of the recent mix-ups in the in the seasons or if this is just the Utah Jazz are finally coming out on top. Um, but we also have the Phoenix Suns ranked second. Um, the Phoenix Suns is another one of those teams that we don't see very often towards the top of the power rankings. Phoenix has 37 wins already this season, which is more than their total of uh, 32 wins that they had last season. So they've already surpassed how many wins they had total last year. Um, this stacked Brooklyn Nets team is coming into the three spot. This team is absolutely ridiculous. They have Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant coming back healthy off of injury, James Harden, um, Blake Griffin. They're just uh, ridiculous. And if this team doesn't win a a final series, I don't know who will. Because uh, to me, this team looks like the second coming of the Golden State Warriors dynasty. Uh, KD, a guy that we've already seen in that dynasty before. Um, he's coming back <clears throat> back into action after injury. He went 5-for-5 five five shooting on Wednesday, a perfect shooting game, even though he was limited in his playtime because he is still recovering. Um, but KD is one of those guys who's just the best shooter that we might have ever seen uh, up there with Steph Curry. And um, I think he has the potential to transform this Brooklyn Nets team into an absolute dynasty. Um, and the number four spot, we have the 76ers. We have the Clippers at five. And uh, at number six, we have Denver. The Denver Nuggets are at number six right now, and uh, they're on a hot streak. They've won 17 of their 21 last games, uh, but Jamal Murray's health is a big problem for them right now. He's been out the last four games, and they don't know exactly when he's expected to return yet. Uh, the Bucks are coming in at number seven. Uh, the Bucks are looking for a way to beat both the Nets and the 76ers this year in the playoffs, hopefully, so that they can make their first finals appearance in 50 years. Uh, a big problem for them right now is that Giannis has been in and out with knee problems all year, and this could continue to be a problem for them if they can't get that taken care of, and they might not even make it to the playoffs if if he continues to be spotty this year. Um, <clears throat> and number eight, we have LeBron's Lakers. They're still uh, they're still up in the top ten. Uh, they took a W against the stacked Brooklyn Nets uh, without LeBron and without the AD. So uh, you know LeBron. Uh, has been out for a while. They, uh, they've expected this injury to last the rest of the season, but <clears throat> knowing LeBron, I'm sure he's going to try to get himself back out there as quickly as possible. And uh, AD has been gone in and out as well, and uh, they should be expecting him back pretty much full-time uh, coming up the next, the next week or so here. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks are at number nine right now in the NBA. <clears throat> Dallas Mavericks have had some problem with tension between Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, they haven't been communicating well on the floor, and people are wondering if that is affecting you know the rest of the team's chemistry and their availability to make shots, win games, and uh, just perform at the level that we expect them to. The Dallas Mavericks are on a they're they're 15 for 20 in their last games. They've won 15, um, so they are performing very well still. But some are wondering if they are slowing down because of the tension between the two. Uh, at number 10, we have the Trailblazers. Portland Trailblazers are at number 10 right now. 
and um, they're kind of looking to fall. I don't know if they're going to hold this spot. Uh, Damian Lillard has been in a really big slump recently. Uh, I think him carrying the team for so long is finally catching up to him. Uh, he's he's only been shooting 38.3% uh, from the field in his last five or six games, and uh, only on a 20.1 point per game average, which is not like Damian Lillard at all. He's a high, high volume, high scorer, uh, high percentage shooter. And for him to be shooting like this in this slump, uh, I think it's going to really affect how Portland plays the rest of the season. Well, let's move on sports now. I have my second topic is the MLB and Jacob deGrom. Jacob deGrom is uh, somebody who I would say is probably the best pitcher in the MLB, uh, at least at the current moment. Uh, deGrom has been competing once again this year for another Cy Young Award. And many experts say he is the best pitcher in the MLB, a guaranteed Hall of Famer, and a favorite for his third Cy Young in four years. Uh, DeGrom, again, competing for his third Cy Young in four years after uh, losing to Trevor Bauer down the stretch of the last season. Uh, The only other players to win three consecutive Cy Youngs were Randy Johnson and Greg Mannix, who have both won four consecutive. And... uh, DeGrom always says that he loves to be compared to Randy Johnson, one of his favorite players to look up to, somebody he wants to be like. And uh, DeGrom has also stated that he plans to pitch well into his 40s and isn't planning on going going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, many many have already stated that uh, comparing him to all-time pitching legends, uh, he, he, he says he really wants to be somebody like Randy Johnson. And uh, he continues to pitch at a high level. And uh, if he continues to do so for the rest of this season, uh, I think he has another Cy Young Award coming his way. <clears throat> Next thing I have up here is the NHL power rankings. So first up on the power rankings, we have the Avs. The Avs are sitting at number one right now. Colorado Avalanche have been uh, tearing up the NHL. They have the highest point percentage in the league at a point three seven three eight point seven three eight. Uh, highest point percentage in the league right now, and they have just been winning left and right, and they are rightfully holding that number one spot. Uh, the Washington Capitals are at number two right now. The Capitals have sent a large portion of their team to Detroit in recent trades. Uh, they sent Jacob Verana, they sent Richard Panic, and a 2021 first round pick and a 2022 second round pick in trade for Anthony Mantha. Uh, the question is, is he worth it? He has, he, he has the pro speed, the size, the scoring touch, the strength. He has everything that is needed of him to be an all-star player. But is he going to provide for the Capitals and be worth the trade? Um, next up, we have the Vegas Golden Knights coming in at number three. Uh, the Vegas Knights are up three slots from the previous re, uh, previous week. They were ranked six, so they're up three right now. They have a .707 point percentage, which uh, is the second highest uh, point percentage in the NBL uh, NHL behind uh, number one Colorado. So Vegas is a, a team that can score at will, and they should be you know looking to get back into things. Uh, Mark Stone, one of their one of their highest scorers, he was uh, in a ten game slump uh, on scoring, had not scored in ten games, and he finally broke that a couple nights ago. So they're looking for him to really step it up and uh, help them get back to where they need to be. Uh, because they are a team with uh, Stanley Cup potential. So 
Now at number four, the Toronto Maple Leafs are in, up in the top five right now. Uh, they've been really active at the trading deadline. The general manager, Kyle DeBoss, says that he foresees the Maple Leafs making it to the NHL Final Four and beating their two Northern Conference opponents pretty easily. Uh, I, I suppose this makes sense because they are power-ranked number four right now. Um, but they're going to have to continue to score at a high level and, and prove that they can beat these teams to get to that level. Last at number five in the uh, NBA, in the uh, NHL uh, power rankings, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, Tampa Bay has found a way to pull off a significant trade before the deadline hit, uh, which they believe will not only help them to secure their spot and stay in the top five, uh, but elevate them even further as we look into the playoffs. Next up in my final topic, we have uh, NFL free agency. The NFL has been going crazy with free agency for the last month since the free agency line opened and uh, it will continue to do crazy things until it closes and all the way through the draft all the way through the offseason free agency frenzy is one of my favorite times of the year for the uh, nfl uh, the first story i have right now is kenny galladay signing a four-year 72 million dollar contract with the giants galladay was saying that this move was not only expected but a no-brainer as uh, recently, the Lions had tried to offer him a four-year, $40 million contract, which he declined. The Bengals were in for him. Um, a, a lot of teams have really wanted to make a move on Kenny Galladay. Uh, he is a high-volume receiver. He was out in 2020. He missed 11 games with a torn hamstring and a hip injury. Uh, he's looking to come back really strong this season. But in 2019, he had 65 receptions for 190 yards and 11 touchdowns in 2019. So he, he is a very, again, a very high-volume wide receiver, scores a lot of touchdowns, uh, definitely somebody that I think the Giants are going to try to, to turn into a number one wide receiver for Daniel Jones and uh, build a lot of chemistry between the two of them. And I think it, I think it's something to look out for. I think it should be a pretty cool uh, thing for New York. New York has been doing a lot of building in free agency recently. They also recently had a Dory Jackson, a free agent defensive back visiting them. Uh, New York continues to strive for huge moves to rebuild their team during this offseason. Um, things to work on for other teams in free agency right now. The Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs still need to focus on O-line. No big signings yet. Uh, the Kansas City offensive line is arguably what lost them that Super Bowl this year and something they really need to work on. Uh, left tackle is a desperate, desperate need for Kansas City. If they need to reach to get a left tackle, they absolutely should. Patrick Mahomes needs that protection. Uh, if they secure a left tackle for Patrick Mahomes and build up their offensive line, I don't see a reason that the Chiefs won't be winning Super Bowls left and right as we see Patrick Mahomes uh, play out his career in Kansas City. Uh, the Patriots, the New England Patriots have been on a tear in free agency. They've been making moves left and right. It seems like there's a Patriots trade at least once a week, maybe twice. Uh, some say they will even continue their frenzy into the draft. Uh, some experts like Jonathan Jones have actually said they expect the Patriots to continue elevating their frenzy in the offseason by trading up to number four in the draft to take Trey Lance. Um, I think this trade is completely you know it just came out of nowhere and i don't know how reliable it is 
But uh, Johnson does predict that the Pats are going to trade up to number four and give the Falcons a 2021 first round pick, a 2022 first round pick, a 23 first rounder, a 21 second rounder, and a 2022 third round pick, all for Trey Lance. And I don't know how much, how much, how good of a move is that for the Patriots. Um, I, I suppose Robert Kraft sees something in him that he that he saw in in Tom Brady, where he he can turn him into a, a franchise quarterback. But I don't know how reliable this trade is, um, and I don't know how how smart it is for the Patriots either. That is a lot of picks to give up for somebody that we don't know what his potential is yet. Um, the Denver Broncos are next up on the list. Uh, the Denver Broncos, you know, Philip Lindsay recently gone to the Houston Texans. Uh, the Broncos have decided that they're putting faith in Mike Boone at running back. Uh, what this means for Denver is they really, really need offensive line help. A lot like the Kansas city chiefs. Um, they have lost a several time, uh, thousand yard rusher, Philip Lindsay, you know, he was a pro bowler. He's had 2,000-yard seasons under his belt. He was a really solid running back for them. Uh, so if, if the Broncos are going to put faith in someone like Mike Boone, they need that offensive line help immediately. <clears throat> Next up, I have the Los Angeles Rams. The L.A. Rams are uh, signing veteran deep threat wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, who is a personal favorite receiver of mine in the league. And uh, Deshaun has been tossed around several times throughout the uh, closing years of his career. And one thing I kind of am wondering is what does Los Angeles plan to do with Deshaun Jackson? Uh, he's a little bit older now. He's still incredibly fast, still a deep threat receiver. But what does what does LA think that he can do in 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 Los Angeles? I, I, I'm hoping that they find some way to involve Matthew Stafford, uh, who is known to be a a very good deep ball uh, quarterback, as we saw, you know, him him with Calvin Johnson. When, when he was still in the league. So I'm hoping we can see something similar there where they utilize Deshaun Jackson's abilities, but he's been tossed around so much that I'm not sure uh, what they plan to do with him specifically. Uh, final thing I have, the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears have signed a one-year contract with outside linebacker Jeremiah Atochu. Uh this is to strengthen their linebacker core, and they they plan to add him as a versatile weapon on the opposing side of Khalil Mack. Um, this makes the Chicago defense incredibly scary. Somebody like Khalil Mack on one side, um, <clears throat> and now adding an outside linebacker like Jeremiah Atachu to the other side. Um, this could completely shut down the run for many, many teams. And uh, I think Khalil Mack will continue to thrive as a pass rusher, as he always had. And uh, <clears throat> I think this trade is going to just give him more help, the, the help that he needs. We we might even end up seeing a, uh, a defensive player as MVP if, if this ends up the way that I think it's going to. All right. Well, that is all for this week. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, this has been the Cover 4 Podcast with your host, Adam Seppin. I'll see you next week.